everybody. I'm Chris. I'm Adrian. I'm Hannah. What? what? <laughs> Jimmy, where'd you go? <laughs> Transformation. New Jimmy. Uh, no, Hannah is... Who is Hannah? Oh, well, you've heard her name before. Yes, she's written she's in. she's written in. Um, and a big reason we started this back up again. Yeah, long time <laughs> fan so blame of her. the podcast. This is inspiration for everyone to be commenting and interacting yes. with the show because you too could be replacing Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jimmy's just out this week, but Hannah in town from Minnesota. 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 So welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Jimmy's out for a week. No. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I wanted to start off. I played Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, so my gosh. I got okay. it. Okay. I, I had. How uh, many hours have you played? <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Not many. Okay. So right. I, I have paced myself. Uh, I've also so fallen asleep nowhere. every night. <laughs> I'm still in the first area. So it's like powers you get at the beginning. I've gotten three of the powers. So I can okay. now transport through ceilings. That's my latest oh, power. I we got. saw that on the commercial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it goes up. It's great. So um, no, but I mean, so far, like it's it's everything I want as a sequel to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Like it's Good. there's more stuff, and it's fun playing it now because like my my youngest son, he's five, and he's like getting into video games, and so he'll be sitting there, and be like, go over there do this like see that thing go to that <laughs> like go in that uh, cave go yes. back and like even when we're not playing is like hey i want you to go back in that minecart mm-hmm. cave and do this thing <laughs> yes I, like, that's like my memories of watching you play <laughs> as a kid too and so his, his uh so my oldest daughter quincy she's been playing um and she like makes him go away because <laughs> yeah, he wants her to do yeah stuff. he's like oh do this do this but yeah it's so good and like that's awesome i yeah i i want to sink more time my, my my question is is are you someone that's doing the main quest are you just exploring or are you going from like helpless townsperson to helpless townsperson? So, so I haven't even left the main <laughs> part yet. So if you play the you first haven't even one, met a like townsperson. The <laughs> yeah, um, there's little robot guys that talk to you. So, um, I'm, I'm getting all the stuff that you need to like get off of the, the main thing. And then, then I'll start. I, but I, I'm very much a, like, just find something in, in explore it. Okay. So, so I would just be walking along and like, Oh, I want to, cool. I see that and I go and do it. So, but that, that's why I love, did you guys play the first one? I know mm-hmm. you, I know you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm a quest person. Like I need something to do. Okay. Well, yeah, but that's why I love the first one. Cause you'd be like, okay, I'm going to go do this. Or I see that thing. And like on your way there, you're like, oh, what? there's a heart shaped lake. I'm going to go check that out and see. And then there's like a whole quest around that lake. Well, or you're yeah, like, that's true. Or you're like, have so many quests, see, side quests. Yeah. And so are, but even then, like, but this one I hear there's lots of caves. And I like oh, things no. like that. Just I love caves in games. <laughs> like because you're like, I know there's something in there. I'm going in. And so, <laughs> so and apparently like some are really small and some are like really big. So I'm excited to just be walking along, going on my quest, and like I see a cave. I'm like, oh, I'll go check this out real quick. And then four hours later, that, yeah. that's why I love Breath of the Wild because like you never did the thing that you were like set out to mm-hmm. do. And that's what they like how they designed yeah. the game. So I'm excited. Like it's yeah. But I I have. I take it to bed with me at night and then I fall asleep before I even play it. And so what? that's the great thing about the switch is you can play it in your bed, but I, I have, I have not yet. You're still <laughs> trying you, to get there. You break your nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It falls on your face. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. Um, so that's what I've sort of been doing this week. Yeah. And then, but, uh, last week or was it last episode? We talked about Jonas brothers. Album. We did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The new Jonas brothers. Yeah. And Do you we, like the Jonas brothers? you know what? 
I was with Adrian at Les Miserables. Oh, in London. Having, yeah. having my heart yeah. changed. About the Jonas well, Brothers. <laughs> we came out changed, ladies. <laughs> so go see him on Broadway. So. Yeah, see him oh, on no, Broadway. Broadway was, was, what's it called in London? West End. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, go, go see <laughs> like anyway, but we talked about the importance of lyrics and yeah. listening to lyrics and how they can infiltrate your brain. Uh, even if you just like say, oh, I, I just like the music. I don't pay attention to the lyrics, yeah. but you have found a quote. This I week. Did. Yeah. So there's a guy named Tom McDonald. He's I, I haven't I don't think I've heard a full song by him. Like I've seen clips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um he looks like a guy that you would run away from if you saw him <laughs> on the street because he's got like wow. tons of piercings, like his face is tattooed a bunch and stuff. But he, I think he's like a conservative rapper or something. It's like he's very interesting. But um, but he posts a lot of like shorts or TikToks or whatever and like okay. makes fun of culture. So um, but he he was talking. He was being interviewed and he was talking about how he got into rap and all that stuff. But he's like, when I first started, I wanted to like look at the people around me. And so he started listening to a bunch of rap music and stuff like that as he was getting into it. And he's like, they all sing about drugs and drinking and sex and all this stuff. And he's like, so I like started going down that lifestyle because I thought that's what I had to do to be a rapper. And so he said, um, now like that he's like, he had to go to rehab and all this stuff. And he said, I don't want to make music that's going to damage other people. Like the music I listened to damaged me. And so he was like, I went through this whole thing because I listened to certain music and like yeah. bought into that lifestyle. I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. Cause uh, yeah, cause the worldview or the stuff we take in does matter. And so that's why we want to kind of look at the things that we take in and all that stuff, because when you don't think through it, it becomes, uh, it, it can become harmful to you. And so make sure that like the things you take in, like you're thinking about them. Mm-hmm, like, right. So, but Hannah, do you have anything that you, had to stop either listening to or watching. <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> I'm like, where do, which one do I pick? Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of things. I mean, I feel like um, one thing is just the tone of things. This is more on like the internet or like watching videos or memes or whatever. Is like, if I watch a lot of stuff that is mocking, then mm-hmm. I walk through the world and almost everything I'm like, I like seeing things that yeah. I want to make fun of, you know? And I feel like that's something where it may not be like bad content or whatever, but it's just a tone. Okay. And like yeah. watching, you know, comedy or whatever, it's like, how does this change? You know, I, then I interact with like, you know, Christian stuff or whatever, and I'm just cringing all the time because I've been watching things that is nothing but pointing out the stuff that's not cool, you know? And I get self-conscious and like all this yeah. stuff. And then for a while I tune out of it and I just don't even have that voice in my head. So I feel like tone of things like that gets to me for sure. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Did you have something? Um, not, I, mean, I, <laughs> oh, I, I, I asked that question, I know, without even thinking about it myself. You <laughs> no, go first, you? Chris, and I'll think of something. No, I've no. stopped watching. Um, oh, oh, I will say, I, w- I was watching New Girl. Yeah. Um, we, and yeah, you told us it was so good, and we started watching it. We got three episodes in. We're like, uh, this is not great. Whoa. Okay. Oh, guys. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> there was a whole episode about she saw yeah. a person naked, and then he had to see her naked or something like to bring balance to the force. It was like <laughs> oh the third gosh. episode. It was something weird. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> no, so. and I will. It, I will say it did. It did reach a point for me because we we already talked about this. Go back to episode one again <laughs> if you need. We're not like recommending these things, yeah. but. Uh, everyone has like points and limits or you know things to keep in mind um 
And so, and, and like, oh, there's an episode. I don't even really remember the content of it, but I just thought this just crossed my lines and I'm, yeah. I'm not going to watch it anymore. So I Aww. had to stop. You like that show quite a bit. Yeah. So, and, and I heard a lot of people that like that my show. People. Yeah. <laughs> but I, well, yeah. I mean, like some of the quirkiness of the character yeah, yeah. like is, yeah, you relate to, but, um, yeah, and with Tom McDonald, I don't know his stuff, so I'm not recommending. Like again, we're not recommending stuff, but it's stuff that we've heard. Right. And so, um, but I, yeah, for me, it was uh, what's the show with uh, Tina Fey and Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. 30 Rock. So oh. Thirty Rock. What? <laughs> no, that's I just I'm familiar. So no, so we well we watched like several seasons and then uh, had a kid and then after like so we took some time off from the show and then we came back and we started watching again and I was like, oh, this is a lot. Were, like dirtier than I remember, and yeah. it, it may have been that way the whole time. And I just now that I had a child into the world, like no, I, 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 I that's one of my things. Is once I had a kid, that there was a lot of stuff I stopped watching. Like, oh, not Ooh. necessarily because it was terrible content or whatever, but it was like it involved kids, and yeah. all of a sudden I cared a lot that it involved children in it, yeah. and the way that they were either treating kids or whatever. It just like struck me differently. Yeah, Thirty After Rock that. had that punch a kid of the week. Uh, no, <laughs> there, there was, there's nothing. In that. Like every week, there's a kid walk by, they punch him. No, um, but yeah, just the content and and I don't know if it was that way the whole time, but like because sometimes the shows like it starts off one way and then like it slowly gets yeah, more yeah like and all that stuff and so and I hate it because that show had great writing and was like mm. very like quick witted and funny, but like. It got to a point, and we were several seasons in, and so so we did watch a lot of it. But, but I was kind of like, oh, I'm not going to watch this anymore because it's inappropriate. So, which and I like I love comedy, and so that's what bothers me because like there's comedians mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm like, man, their stuff is really funny, but like just the like yeah, some of the the negativity and stuff, and like just worldview that's in some of that stuff. Now you're like, Ugh, I can't really like if they cuss some like okay, that's one thing, but if it's like filthy or yeah. just and you're Vulgar. Like, yeah you're like you don't need to do that so well but. I think you have also like an assessment of yourself because that's why I was feeling like if I walk out in the world I leave my phone behind and I interact and it's with me like the voice is in my head yeah. you know I feel like that's a good gauge because we can't really know where a different person's at I mean you guys are really clear about that with your disclaimer it's like we don't know what every person yeah. how it affects them and everything so you can one person watches three seasons one person watches three episodes like it just yeah. changes but also the same person on like a different day is like yeah this is not helpful right now you know yeah. so I think partially it's like being a little bit more suspicious of yourself than of just the creators of these things it's like yeah I'm just not for the, this is not good for me. This isn't it for me. But, and yeah. like with worldview stuff, like every, everything pushes worldview. And so it's just interesting watching like now with, with kids, like watching it mm-hmm. through their eyes of like, what are they going to take from this? And what are they seeing from that? So there's a, yeah. uh, I, I talked to like gremlins. They made a cartoon of it. The old, the old eighties show. <laughs> and, and so we watched the first episode and it, it's actually really good. It's on max. Um, I would recommend that, but I've only seen the first episode. But um, <laughs> but in it, there's a grandfather that basically goes against what the parents are telling uh, their son to do. And so, mm-hmm. and the son will be like, no, I need to do this, what my parents said. And then he'll like be like, oh, come do this instead. And it kind of like pull him away. And I was like, that's not mm-hmm. good. But you kind of see, you, like in it, you see that that's not good. But I don't yeah. know if my kids understand like, 
oh, that's not a good way to live. Or like if somebody's telling you to do the wrong thing, right. you still need to go and do the right thing. But like the grandpa, you're like, he's a grandpa, but he's kind of this eccentric weird guy or whatever. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, but it was, it was a fun, a fun watch. But, but yeah, but like I'm watching through my kid's eyes and seeing like, okay, what are they picking up from this? And are they picking up any of it? And I, right. I'll try to talk to him after about stuff and they're like, Dad, why are we going to talk about this? Like, yeah, right. Because I want you to take in good content. <laughs> so, but. Don't you know I have a podcast, kids? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um, Quincy listens. So <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, yeah. Um, so we're not doing a Florida foible today. Yeah. So Hannah, you got a, a foible for us from the great state I, of Minnesota. This is hot off the presses. So, oh. <laughs> all right. So I w- I'm from northern Minnesota. I got on the plane to come here. And while I was in the TSA line, you know, for security, uh, there were these two older women behind me in line. And they were talking about like a family member, a brother, a cousin, or someone who's really mad. And the one woman goes, well, I tell him they could have chosen a photo of him with his kids. They could have chosen a photo of him with his wife. Instead, they wanted a picture. He wanted a picture with your moose for his funeral slideshow. <laughs> and they're like, I think you should be honored. And it took me a second to realize that it was like, there's a guy who shot a moose and his friend took a picture with it. And it's his, like, this is the photo I want to be remembered by. As if he shot the moose. What? And so the guy and so is the guy's offended like, because he's like, He's, he's like going to his, his grave moves. with this moose. And I was like, and this woman is like, aren't you honored? Like, it could have been him and his kids. <laughs> he wanted a, big, a fake moose picture. Oh, man. I hope it was made into those blankets so you get like a mural. It's <laughs> yes. like those giant mural blankets. And it's like this guy and this moose that he didn't even kill. Like, that man like walks in. He's like. He didn't even kill that. <laughs> he stands like, up. The funeral scandal. moose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I was trying to think of equivalents for this because not everyone is a hunter. But, like, if you had baked something or you had made something <laughs> and they took a picture with it as if they had made it. And then it was like, I want to be remembered for this moment. Yeah. And you're like, it's the uh, end screen what? of Zelda. And Shepard's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, like, yeah you, you're taking credit for something you didn't even do. But then like to, to ask for that at your funeral, right. like, like I want this. It's like, I mean, I mean, imagine the kids are like, what? Yeah. you want that in the slideshow? Like, and that would be great. Wait, but aren't there more than like one picture in a slideshow? I can't remember the words. Oh. It was like, like it was like in memory of you yeah. know behind the casket. You know, because like there's always those in memory of and like yeah. even in the bulletin or whatever they oh, give yeah. you the program. And it's just him and his, <laughs> his moose. I like not even his moose. That is so Minnesota. I know. <laughs> that's great. Is there a lot of moose hunting in Minnesota? Well, no, there's not like a ton of moose anymore. Although I did see that one guy. a couple weeks ago. Got them all. But you just saw one. Yeah. And there's a wolf. In her yard. <laughs> yeah, this is sounding really extreme. She's the so day before I came to Minnesota. Indiana, there was a black wolf in my yard trying to get what? my chickens and ducks. Oh, wait. <laughs> you, uh, uh, I have ducks, so that's okay. But chickens and ducks, I gotta draw a line somewhere. <laughs> we did find a dead possum in our garage, and we're not sure how. Ooh, it was a baby what? one. And it was Aww. like right at the front of the garage. And so I have no idea. Like, it didn't get smashed by the garage, but it was just like laying there, and we're like, 
And so, because I was closing the garage, she's like, "Wait, there's a dead possum." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and it was just this little possum laying in the front Aww. of our garage. But I like, I don't know how it got in there, and because if it got in somehow, I don't know how it got. Yeah. Didn't get out. But like trying to steal your AirPods. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I know that's what I said. I said, I think that guy was trying to leave a message. You didn't hear the AirPods <laughs> it's a story. Thread. He's it's like a thread. He's the possum there. He <laughs> said AirPods. Uh but what are the classic wild animals of uh Evansville? Of in possums for possums? sure. Oh yeah. I've never we, seen we one. Had we had some live under our house in our old house. The groundhog lives under our shed. Um there are a lot of rabbits. Our garden has tons of rabbits. Are oh, they all kind of medium-sized? Falcons, Falcons are like big. Okay. Deer. There's a lot of deer. Deer. Coyotes? Oh. Uh, yeah, every once in a while yeah. there's a coyote. Yeah. Coyote. Uh, a friend of mine lived on the north side, and he found wolf pups. They were they were 100% oh, oh wolf, goodness. but they didn't find the mom, but he had to turn them in because those are apparently illegal to have. So. Whoa. Might oh. be in our zoo now. I don't know. <laughs> where they put them could be with the other wolves shot them um, Bambi those wolves uh, okay but oh yeah so speaking of wolves wolves uh. wolves <laughs> that's a good transition that's a good transition yeah <laughs> but you won't know why until speaking after speaking about your hometown being infested by beasts yes yes that's a really good transition <laughs> oh yeah okay Go for it. We're here. We're, we're, we're making an actual recommendation today. We are. Um, it is a book series. This is the main reason why Hannah's here today. Because um, we both She read came from Minnesota just to be on the podcast yeah, to talk to about To talk this. about this book series. It is True the Wing Feather Saga. And so, saga, okay. Saga. Actually, I have read the first three. There are four. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Hannah has finished it, though. So, Hannah, give us a brief. I've read the first couple chapters. Spoilery synopsis. I'm just going to do a, a, the premise of yeah. the Wing yes. Feather the Saga. Premise. It's four books written by Andrew Patterson, and it is fantasy, kind of aimed at like middle school, but I would say whole family is probably going to enjoy family. it. Yeah. Um, it yeah. follows three children and their mother and grandfather. And kind of the setup is like they live in this small town, sort of like a hobbity, you know, a little village with a tavern, like hobbity. you do. I like that you, you know. use that as an adjective. <laughs> yeah, but is it hobbity is an okay. Unlike the Shire, it's already occupied by the villains, so it's got like these reptilian um, creatures that are, you know, kind of there. There's this ominous shadow over the town because there's this black carriage. If you got to the second chapter, you know, there's a black chari- carriage that comes yes. in just kind of takes suddenly and takes a child. And yeah. there's which also which is creepy. a very creepy concept. Yeah, yeah. I, I said it was for the whole family. If you get to the second chapter, it will eliminate some of the younger kids. You're like, okay, maybe this one's you're not ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, and and then so you know, there's kind of something wrong in the outer world. There's a ton of mystery about like this family and what's going on, and you get into that as you go on from there. Yeah. But you're mainly following like the three kids. The oldest brother's name is Janner, and from the beginning he has an arc where it's like um he sort of dreams of going out and doing adventures you know and he has an image of his in his head a physical picture i think of his father he's like on a ship and he wants to be doing these things but his grandfather and his mother are telling him like you are responsible for the people in your life for your brother and your sister and so he is um it's just it's really uh impressed upon him that yeah. he is, you know, supposed to take care of them, and he's staying in this town for a reason. And so that's kind of like the starting point for the character. 
Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you you read three of the books? Yes, okay. I have. So uh, yeah, so we started it with my kids, and then it was due back at the library, and so we <laughs> then we got it on book tape and listened to it in the car, and we got to like the same point <laughs> both yeah. times, and so so I haven't read past that, but I want to. Like I've I've heard great things about it. I should just buy it, but we yeah, you we should just own yeah, you should own them. It's, it's one to own, I think. To, yeah, for us, I think after reading it and hitting points where there you know there's I, I wouldn't like put it on the same bar as like Narnia or whatever but I would say it's like the closest modern and it's very funny out. yeah it's so funny it's yeah really it, funny because is it Clark the nameless yeah there's um nag g-n-a-g oh, yeah. there's like the nameless. the nameless horror named nag <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like on the first page <laughs> the, dark, the dark sea of darkness is that the second book yeah or, that's yeah. the first one yeah oh okay so yeah but it's like there's funny names and stuff and then there's a lot of like little footnotes, footnotes and the footnotes are very funny too like yeah. it's but it, you can't i am a footnote skipper you do what yeah but that makes it i know well i started realizing that they were important to the story a little bit yeah. so then i started reading them or going back and reading them well yeah because in like real books i mean footnotes are like oh this is a reference to this or whatever but yeah. in this book it's like, like yeah they're start, they're important to read. Yeah, it's, they're, the, the stories start out really funny and then they get more serious as you oh, go okay. and the yeah. humor kind of starts being moved to the footnotes so you yeah. can kind of see if you need a little little humor break you go down there yeah. Um, but this, the I don't know if it's the whole first book, but just came out as a uh, animated series. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So yeah. Have you guys seen that yet? No, or? I've seen. I watched trailers. the clips. Okay. Yeah. So is, is it the whole? I think they're planning on doing the okay. whole thing. I don't it's know. The same people that did the chosen. Mm-hmm. Apparently. So. Yeah. It looks uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. But I would definitely recommend just like reading the books through with your family. It. He's a Christian author, which what I'll bring up is that. No one told me that. <laughs> so I just kept hearing, like, you need to read Wing Feather. So finally I was like, okay, I'm going to embark on this adventure. And then I started getting suspicious because <laughs> of the worldview coming through. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and so I was like, oh, I'm going to look up the worldview of this author or, like, see if I can find anything out about him. And then it was like, oh, he's very obviously. Yeah, Christian. he's like a worship leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like what's writing his band? books for. Uh, do you know what his band he was part of? Oh, I forgot. I don't know. What's his name? Andrew Peterson? I think that, I mean, you guys have talked about (laughs) Christian uh, Christian art, Christian movies and stuff. And, like, this one, it's so well written. Like, I cannot stress enough. He is so aware of, like, kind of like the the nameless horror thing. Like, he's he's drawing on a lot of tropes and things that if you read fantasy novels, like, I I would say maybe if you're not putting him on the shelf alongside Narnia, he's certainly in the, like, the succession. Like, Yeah, that's what I think. It's like, it's one to have and read. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's really good. Um, I think it's just Andrew Peterson. He's just a musician. Yeah. I think he has a band. Sorry. But, yeah, and that's the thing is, like, as you go along, things start to unravel think it's easy a reread to pick up on uh, new things mm-hmm. you sometimes like start to get interested in the backstories of other characters and they become really important and you know it's, it is that fantasy kind of world building mm-hmm. which I love but also these like really deep undertones so can um, you say without spoiling it why you suspected Christian mm-hmm. like worldview in the story, or, or did you? Know I knew. Going, you I knew. So in. Adrian, what did you? 
Um, what made you realize? Yeah, just the way that they were talking about like the old kingdom and the new kingdom, like things like you know, just kind of that Christian worldview. Of, yeah. Uh, especially when it is it takes place in like a kind of a kingdom, and mm-hmm. so they're making references to the, the maker, the old king, the maker. Yeah, that was that was one of the biggest clues is like the making of the world. There mm-hmm. is a maker. He gives each child each child a gift mm-hmm. um, that makes them unique, but also a part of a whole as okay. well. Like. Mm-hmm. And then there's that scene where Jana prays to receive his Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, oh, I think maybe yeah. <laughs> that, that one. That no, put it over. And just, it's not true. Um, and you'll and you'll see that it's like, okay, this is this is clearly like sin. This is the representation it, of sin. It, the number one thing to me that I think makes the series different from you know other modern series is like most series and this to me is like the Disney the Disney worldview is like there's the map within yourself and you can follow it so it's like there's something in me that longs for something out there and for Janner like that is not the thing to listen to like he it's the whole Wingfeather saga they are given identities or things to do and it they may not feel like they can do it or it may not be their preference internally and they have to step up to it anyway like yeah you ha- there's this sense of like it doesn't matter if you feel like you're able to fulfill that role or you look sideways and like I don't think he can fulfill the role he's been given like there's a lot of that relational stuff going on and I feel like um part of the Christian worldview is like there's something outside of yourself that you're you know held to mm-hmm. rather than saying like because I can feel like I don't really match this then I go out and find reality I, and I, I would say every yeah. character faces a dying to self 100 percent 100 percent trope like and it's not even a yeah. trope but like a christian moment of like dying to them oh, i want to do this but i'm being told to do this and that's going to be better for yes. me but i still want to do this thing that i want to yeah. do okay and doing the right thing is hard like there's a lot of sad hard things that they they have to do but I think like he does a really good job showing the beauty in that or the glory in it because it's not just like a slog like when you know there's so much growth that happens to the characters and you can see in their relationships like it's very rewarding I mean the world rewards obedience in a way that's where I was Mm -hmm. like this is Christian that that just feels really different yeah Hmm. so wing feather saga so I I mean you get the library the hoopla (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you if your library has those apps. But they don't have the fourth one. Oh, they don't? No, Is that they one just have one through three. Out recently? Because uh, these are like a couple years old, yeah. aren't they? So. But I don't know. For some reason, they don't have the fourth one. But just buy it. Just buy the series for real. Because didn't they kickstart the fourth one or something? There was something about like he wasn't good. He was on Kickstarter. I think all, all of them, them were. Oh, Kickstarter. were they? Okay. Because yeah. I know like it started picking up steam or whatever by the third or fourth one. Mm-hmm. And so... Well, so Hanning, you had a good question that you wanted to bring to the table. All right, so here's my question. I feel like that one of the biggest themes in the story um, is like each of the children are given something that they're always studying. It's called the three honorable and great subjects. It's word, form, and song. And so they're always practicing this. And by the end of the series, like art, writing, music, these things are so important 
for like music in particular I think because the author is a musician it's like it recalls people to themselves it changes the reality like all the enemies you know cannot handle the music of these like old songs it's almost like ammunition in a battle like mm-hmm. and there's so much of that um, and so I was thinking if are there songs or stories or scenes that are in your imagination and because you you know watch that read that listen to that when you go through something hard it gets you through that's my question what are the things that have gotten you through hard times like from art music mm. movies etc <laughs> yeah you got something because I, I don't I gotta think about it <laughs> uh, well we talked about this question before previously like oh before. great so we so were trying to, to think about yeah it. so we were trying to brainstorm and it was it was kind of hard for me but i realized there was certain things and certain like depending on what type of thing mm-hmm. i am going through um like maybe those like repeatable hard times that mm-hmm. that come up through life um but one of our one of both of our like mutual ones is Lord of the Rings, but for different reasons, uh, which I think is is cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I actually relate a lot to the the character Pippin, um, and because Pippin. he he's very actually super vital <laughs> to the story, and was, you could argue that like without him, or even all the characters actually, without each character doing the role that they were doing like none of this the whole story wouldn't have happened so Pippin is a part of that so without him very important things wouldn't have moved along but he's constantly like dismissed or he makes these kind of silly mistakes or people see him as like the kind of the silly one or the more immature one and so I feel like there are moments in my life where I feel like that um or that like I'm not necessarily being valued for what I bring to the table or something. And in those times I do think about Pippin and be like, okay, I'm I'm still part of a larger story. Mm. So I may be having a moment where I am backsliding or, you know, making a bad mistake, but like, I know that this is something I'll get through and I still have a larger part to play. Mm -hmm. Like God's still going to use me. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's one of them. Mm -hmm. Pippin. Pippin. Not the. <laughs> when they're a musical Pippin? Yes. <laughs> Not that one. Not um, that one. So, so, something that got you through something or something that you. Kind of draw from it for inspiration. Like, I, I can name a bunch that are just different kinds. Like, <laughs> The Matrix, at the beginning of The Matrix, uh, Trinity is like running around and being chased. And at one time she falls down the stairs or like gets knocked down through something and she's laying on the ground and she's like, get up Trinity get up and then she dun, 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 like starts running on the roof yeah. and when I like exhaust her not wanting to get bed it's like that is in my head <laughs> get up Trinity <laughs> that I mean more seriously I feel like there's a lot of things in the Lord of the Rings or in certain stories that talking about death or grieving or certain things it's like it's in my imagination um, and I can't I can't undo that. Like those things mm-hmm. that I grew up that sort of gave me those images. I mean, that's something that I feel like in Wingfeather, they understand. It's like, you're going to go out in the world. And for now, I'm just saturating you with these stories, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, something that I appreciate about our church, like they're one of the 
core values is as we believe in artful creativity because God's world and his words show that he is the original artist. And that's something that like, when you're talking about like that inspiration and that stuff, like, cause we talked about this before with Christian art versus art that's Christian. Like yeah. originally like the best artists were like Christians and like worked those themes into the stuff that they did, mm-hmm. whether blatantly or, or not. And so, so when you were talking about that, I'm like, that's what like we as a church desire to do to like make good art so that people are inspired and things like that. So for me personally, um, man, I, I've got weird ones that I, so That's Ferris great. Bueller's day off, um, Cameron's story in that. Have you guys mm. seen Ferris Bueller's day off? Yeah. So, um, cause as a, as a youth pastor, like watching that, and I think I watched it before I was in youth ministry, but like, but seeing his story, like, and that kind of becomes the main story of like a kid that is, I don't, I don't necessarily abused by his dad, but kind of pushed aside by his dad. And he kind of has to come to this moment of, do I even want to live in this? And then he kind of like, he's always sick. He's always like worried. And then they wreck the dad's car, which is as like loves more than everything. And right. so spoiler for Ferris Bueller's day off. If you <laughs> see it. But, at the, and, and it's just this moment of like where Ferris is like, Oh, I'll get you out of it and stuff. And he's like, no, I've got to, I've got to do this. And you kind of see his transformation as a character. The other one that I don't recommend this one, but I watched it at Taylor. It was uh, the Integration of Faith and Culture, the IFC. Oh, yeah. Um, so they showed this movie. It's called Harold and Maude, and it is a bizarro movie. But it, it's a... Uh, I think we all watched that <laughs> because you liked it. Oh, man. I'm, I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> but in it, there's, there's a, like a... I think he's 19 or something, and he falls in love with this like 79-year-old woman. Like, it's this really bizarre love story. But the whole story is people missing the point on who he really is. And so like his whole movie, he's trying to find purpose and, and he does it in, in bad ways. But like in, at the end, like you kind of realize like he comes to this realization that like the life that he thought was good, like was selfish and awful. And so, so when I, like when I work with students, like those, those movies kind of come to mind of like their kids are in process and like a lot of them are acting out Mm -hmm. and doing things in like, you're like, these kids are awful, but you're like, okay, but what are they really going through? And what are like, what could be the end results because of those things? And so that's when, like for my job, like that's the kind of things I draw from, but personally, um, daylight by five or no, by brave St. Saturn. I don't know. That's one of those songs that like, I'll just listen to, and I haven't listened to it in a while, so now I need to go listen to it again because uh, yeah. it's come up a couple of times because people are like, what's your favorite song? It's like, it's that one. And it's just, I, it's a great song by Brave St. Saturn. I can recommend it. It's good, but you kind of need to listen to like the whole album. The whole album and is what that. makes the like, song <sighs> so good. Oh, nice. So it's great, but yeah. you can listen to it alone, but it's, it's fantastic. But that's a good question. Oh, yeah. I mean, I draw inspiration. I honestly, reading the Wingfeather Saga is it has affected me a lot on this subject because I feel like if I have to choose between my kids getting like, let's say if you had to choose between giving your child either all the intellectual right answers, like apologetics and ideas and opinions and politics and all this stuff, they're like set for that or just like the creative, the imagination, beauty, all of that. You know, like where you're kind of putting your your emphasis and like in the Bible, having both like you can teach the Bible as like the story, the poetry, you can draw attention to the beauty or you can be like, here is the theology, you know, and obviously the answer is both. But I think for a lot of us, it was like getting our ideas and opinions formed within the church, but our imaginations formed outside of it and then being like 
like all of my ideas and the the things that are beautiful and everything like that will draw you you know and that that's yeah. like what you go to for relaxation and kind of forming your taste and your identity and all of yeah. that stuff you and know it could attribute to why a lot of people go through deconstruction or wrestling with their faith yeah. because i think what you said is, yeah it's like super true if you you gain all the knowledge mm-hmm. but then there's this whole beauty aspect that there is a lot of beauty outside of the christian church like mm-hmm. in terms of you know art and mm-hmm. movies and music and all of that but mm-hmm. and so we're trying to like reconcile the two mm-hmm. because like christian art and it's not about like in my opinion it's not about them in conflict like that's why mm-hmm. you guys are talking about secular art and some of it is really exciting and good like right. the christian worldview can contain all beauty you know and yeah. so so in doing that and training like no this is our domain as well like i, I think that's what's really exciting right, that's like, you don't have to give that up but right. you do have to think about it christianly christianly <laughs> so i don't know if that's a word but um, we make up new words every yeah. week yeah i know <laughs> so but one of the things that i mean uh, i don't know the chapter or reference but like in the bible it talks about eternity was written on the hearts of men mm-hmm. and so in mm-hmm. women um but i but i think it's one of those things that like the reason that a lot of secular stuff ends up telling the story of God is like, oh, because it's written in us. Like there, yeah. there is something beyond us that we want to be a part of and a bigger story that we want to tell and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff because it was written on our hearts. And so we, even if people are very secular, like there's still that, those elements that you can still pull from. And so now that doesn't mean we go and watch everything like, oh, it's fine. But yeah, but it's like, okay, there are elements of the gospel and all that stuff. And so... I, one more I thought of, where you, like, mm-hmm. it's probably one of my, it's pro- it might be my favorite piece of media, like, Over the Garden Wall. Like, fantastic. So, um, have you seen that? Explain, no. Oh, man. Yeah. It, I'm surprised he hasn't made his influence all the way to Minnesota. Because <laughs> it is, it, it's a it's a mini series on Cartoon Network. It was on Max, um, and then, like. Voiced clo- by Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood is voicing it. Um, Christopher, who's the, uh, Marty McFly. Uh, uh, Chris yeah. Lloyd, yeah, uh, Christopher Lloyd. it's got a phenomenal voice cast. It is bizarro. It is really weird, but it's like ten minute episodes. You can watch the whole thing in uh, in a couple hours, like, like maybe an hour and a half. So maybe that's it, what we'll watch. But again, it's another <laughs> yeah. coming of age story. So it, like, it starts off with like the, these two brothers, like they're half brothers, and one's small and annoying, and the other one is like like the the leader or whatever. And so they're lost in the woods, and so they're just trying to find their way back. But it's like as the story weaves on, you're like, this is getting weirder and weirder. And then there comes a moment where you like start to realize, oh, okay, th- now it's starting to make more sense. But one, it's super funny, but like the overall like story is, I don't know. It's, it's beautiful. Mm. And so my friend has a tattoo of, <laughs> so, really? <laughs> oh yeah. Of Wirt, the main guy. Mm. Um, with the, he's got a cone hat and a cape, yeah. but I mean, it's, it's so good. And so, but yeah, but Can in you it, tell us the worldview without spoiling it. Um, it is, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's this kid finding out, like, what it means to actually be a leader and, like, what mm-hmm. it means to to take charge of, like, even people you don't like because he does not like his brother and his brother's annoying. And so so starting to realize, like, how he can lead. It sounds very wing feathery. <laughs> oh, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe that's where he got. But, yeah, but it's, and then even the, the little kid, um, Greg, oh, man, 
it's so funny. But uh, he's got a little little teapot on his head uh, and candy in his pants. Candy pants. Uh, so, but but the whole, yeah. So it's like him also realizing like, oh, I, I need to take responsibility for my actions as well. And like, ah, it's just, it's fantastic. So I don't know. We'll, I, I will do a whole episode on this because I, and Adrian won't watch it. Oh, for, okay, if we're doing a whole episode on it. I'm, <laughs> I'm just obviously kidding, going to watch little, it. There's a little spookies in it. But no, I like around Halloween, we'll watch it. But I watch it every yeah, year at, 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 in the fall. Yeah, I watched the first episode, and I was like, I'm too creeped out. I'm oh, watching it. But the music, fantastic, too. Like it's, <laughs> ah, sorry, I can't talk enough about this show. But All right. Sorry. What else? Sorry. We got... I, that's, I think that's the... Oh, can I ask one more question? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Okay. So we, this is... I'm stealing this from Adrian because you asked me this question. But uh. the main character, Janner, being like the... He's the oldest brother and he is, you know, responsible for the others. And like, especially the first book, but really all of them, it's so much... I, I feel like for me... A lot of times the main character in fantasy stories, they are like held back somewhat and they're trying to go out, you know. But the thing with Janner is that he's not actually a very free thinking character. His brother is a lot more bold. Mm -hmm. And instead, he's kind of a cautious character and a very responsible character. And I feel like having someone who is responsible and still feels held back by his responsibilities, like he's worrying about them and he's doing these things, but he's also charged with it and gets mad about it, you know? Yeah. And so my question to you guys as siblings is hey. whether you ever felt like your, uh, you know, your actions, you're like, oh, here's my sister, here's my, here's my brother. Like I gotta be thinking of them. I already told what this, but like, yeah, when I wasn't allowed to play a certain video game because it was rated T had for blood. teen Apparently and had a little blood in it, held me back, Adrian. Um, Why'd you play me, though? That's like, blame it on mom or dad. Like, <laughs> no, it's because you were too weak. Because I existed. <laughs> you were too weak to handle the blood. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Um, it wasn't that much blood. Uh, it, yes, so, no. so if I ever felt held back, I don't know. Or, or conscious like you of your influence. Like, did you ever have to like babysit me or watch me? Was I annoyed? Like, I do have memories of like uh, me Was. playing video <laughs> games. <laughs> like me wanting to play video games when your friends had video game nights and I wanted to like play Mario Kart with you. Like, was that annoying? Confess right now. I want yeah. to I, I don't <laughs> remember that. Like, I, I don't remember that. I, I remember like Nathan pushing me away some like when his friends were over. Oh, okay. But I don't remember. I don't know. Did you annoy me? What's the age gap between uh, you? Six years. Okay. So that's, yeah. that's probably, well, I don't know. Cause like, I feel like I did a lot of stuff with you and Angela when you were dating. Yeah. And so was that like. I don't even know because I was so young. We also dated nine years. Right. So better, <laughs> I was like five years uh, old when you started dating. Were you? No, you weren't. <laughs> like, I was like 10 though okay. or something. But like, was it like, a, oh gosh, we got to take my sister. I, I don't like I, I really I don't look back on stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, oh, you're annoying. I had to do this. or I don't yeah. think so. I just, I mean, I would, I would scare you and your friends and I don't right. know if that was, I didn't hold. You did that on purpose, not because you felt obligated to. <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel, obliga <laughs> feel obligation to scare you guys. No, I, I don't think there was anything that, I, I don't recall, did you? Not I don't know. like, yeah. Maybe this is maybe this is behind um, getting into youth ministry. We need to phone because I feel like I, I'm an Nathan. oldest of three, 
And I feel like a lot of the relationships that I had with them and the feeling of responsibility, like the it, with the Janner, it's like I definitely took that into my life as far as like being whoever's in the room, I feel responsible for them. Or yeah. like, oh, that person over there is like quiet or not getting, you know, involved and I got to go. Oh, see, I do that. In. I do that with people, but I don't know if it was from that. But <laughs> that, from, that thing from over that, there. No, no, from <laughs> that, that like relationship of growing up, like yeah. feeling responsible. Maybe that's why you're in youth ministry because of me. Because <laughs> she's so much that, younger. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You did it. Um, so you, I remember... <laughs> Here's my remembrance story. We were at, at camp, and you were one of the leaders, and I was a camp kid, and I was having some hard time, and I remember you saying, <laughs> how much time do you spend reading Harry Potter, and how much time do you spend reading the Bible? That convicted me to my core. Oh, man. So maybe you did become a youth minister because of me. <laughs> well, I don't remember that at all. That's great. That was good. Harry Potter and the Gospel. We'll have to talk about that one episode too. But um, so, wait. Yeah. Okay, so I I don't remember that. Good job. Well, it was impactful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but I, yeah, and that's because I think because of the six year age gap, mm-hmm. it wasn't because like watching my oldest two, like it's so so close that it's like when they have friends over, like one kind of wants to be with the other one, like that kind of thing. And so yeah. you're like I, that, but but with six years i don't know i i didn't remember it yeah your own space the large age gap probably plays a different role it's helpful but my five-year-old annoys the older two just just fine yeah because quincy will have friends over and he'll like run in the room and be like ah hey like and he'll be like you're so cute i love you like hug them and they're like oh he's great quincy's like get out of here and which i understand because it's like and we're like shepherd give them their space and all this stuff and so i'm seeing that with my kids definitely of like that kind of thing but yeah but the responsibility i don't feel like i felt that that much because i don't know yeah you were six but there you go i was six that's the answer so <laughs> don't feel responsible for your siblings but well hannah no you should thanks for joining us all the way from minnesota Minnesota. So, mm-hmm. thanks for having me yeah and farewell to jimmy no he'll, he'll be back, <laughs> we'll we'll be back, be back next, week. next week so normal host next week normal host but uh all right I'm Chris. I'm Adrian. I'm Adam Hannah. <laughs> AKA Jimmy. <laughs> All right. We'll <laughs> see you next time. <laughs>